grace, mercy, and peace to you from our dear Lord Jesus Christ. Our meditation for this day will be on our gospel where Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, grant what Jesus has promised to us this day. For as the Holy Spirit is among us and bears witness to your Son, so we receive strength to continue to everlasting life by his blood. Amen. Well, we should indeed be fired for the fight as our Lord Jesus has ascended. He has gone to the right hand of God. And that is good news. And yet at the same time, as the disciples look into the sky and keep on watching, many times we assume that he is gone, or rather that we should stand around and wait to see him in that way. But the angels came to the disciples and they told them, why do you stand here looking into heaven? And we too must not be distracted. We must not think that Jesus will come in the same way that he did when he was born the first time. When Jesus comes again, all will know, and all will see, and every knee shall bow. But now, things have changed, and we no longer see him. This is why Jesus at the end says, I did not say this to you at the beginning, because I was with you. During Jesus' time of humility, when he was walking among his disciples, and was not exercising all of his godly power, there, he was with them, and he gave them what they needed. But it was only for a short time. For the real goal was that he would die, and that he would be sacrificed for all of their sins. This, then, is what Jesus was aiming for the whole time. So that he might send you the helper. So that you might have something more solid than the pews that you sit on in the Word of God. For he will give you a greater confidence and greater gifts. That is why Jesus can say to his disciples, you will do even greater things than I. While he was on earth, he had one mission. And now that that is accomplished, now that the foundation of salvation has been won, we have the helper. Listen to what Jesus tells you. Jesus said, but when the helper comes... Whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will testify of me. So you see, dear Christians, that this is who builds us together. The Helper, or in some translations, the Comforter. But he is the one who must come. And this is what Jesus does when he goes to the right hand of God. He will rule among us, but not in an earthly way. This can be very frustrating to our flesh. For in, in many ways, we would like Jesus to continue doing the healings and doing everything else he did during his time of humility. But that is not the sole purpose of Jesus' coming. Just as he told the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, that would have been enough. Jesus did not need to raise him and let him stand on his feet. For he had given him everything and giving him forgiveness. You notice then the support behind it. For the Pharisees looked at Jesus and they did not call him a blasphemer because of his miracles. 
They called him a blasphemer because he claimed to forgive sins. And they were right. That Jesus was blaspheming against their false gods. That they had made themselves gods. And they had made their ideas gods. And their hearts were God. And Jesus was speaking directly against these false gods. And it's why they got so angry with him. But you notice what Jesus says to the paralytic. He tells him, in order that you may know that the Son of Man may forgive sins on earth, get up and walk. And he does. This is now what our ascended Lord is telling us this day. For you have this same Spirit who has anointed you. At the day of your baptism, Jesus gave you his Holy Spirit. He sent you the Helper. And that Helper is able to grant you more than all of the riches in the world, all fame, and all things that could give you comfort here. In this way, Jesus gives you better gifts and more comfort, a comfort that is everlasting, by giving you a comforter. For all who have the Holy Spirit have God. Now that is a simple thing in the sense that we know what it means to hold on to something, or we know what it means to be in a relation to someone. But here, we must keep in mind who it is. The glory of having God dwell in us is too much for us to fathom. We only can hear it said to us and simply trust that word. But think of this. The one who created the universe by his word and still sustains every second of every day and every breath that you take, every bit of molecule or atom that holds together, this is the one now who dwells in you. And Jesus has brought you then into the Holy Family, the Holy Trinity. And you are united to the Father by the Son in the Spirit. That is a greater gift than what anyone else could ever give you. No angel in heaven, no person on earth could do such a thing. And because you have this gift, you have all things. Now that is the nature of the gift, that's what it is. But what is the Holy Spirit doing? How does he bring this about? Jesus tells you, he will testify of me. That is his job. That is what the Holy Spirit does. And in doing that, you are connected to Jesus. You could not believe on your own. You could not choose Jesus. Jesus must come to you. And he comes to you by the word of God. You were called. That's what makes you predestined. That's what gives you glory. God called you. He planned from eternity to do so. And when he called you by that word, the word of the gospel, the word that said to you, this Jesus, he has died for your sake. Oh yes, he has died for all, but all including you. And now, as the Holy Spirit bears witness to this in your hearts, this should give you the greatest comfort. For Jesus has overcome the devil and the world and your sin. The only things that we see now are God being patient so that he may gather the rest of his saints. That's why we're still here. 
All the rest is finished. And that's why the Holy Spirit must come to you. Because if God is to bring you all the way to the end, you need more strength than you have. You need the Holy Spirit. And He comes in this way. That His law is proclaimed to you, that you would see your sin and know your need. But also that He would fill it. That Jesus fills every need you have. There is no need that you experience that Jesus has not accomplished by His death and by His resurrection. And the reason why is that you have God's favor. And if God has you in His favor, nothing can harm you anymore. This is the word of the Comforter. This is the word of the Helper. And notice too, that it is God Himself that tells you directly to your heart, you are mine. No one can snatch you out of my hand. No one can take you away from me. But also, Jesus says, you, meaning the apostles, will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. And that is the word that we meditate on this day. Who wrote these words? The apostles. And they then have a guarantee When you hear the Apostles' word, when you read your Bibles at home, when you hear it proclaimed here, the Holy Spirit, the Helper, is speaking to you. And He is giving you everything that is spoken. Life, eternity, forgiveness. And a unity with God the Father. Now Jesus tells us why He he says these things. We need Him to say them. And listen to this. These things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. That is the threat. That we would be made to stumble. Because our eyes will not yet see. And our flesh is strong. And that is why God's power is made perfect in weakness. Because we cannot save ourselves. But because we have sin in us. It will continue to lust after the things of this world. And it will press hard upon us because we like to see things and touch things and taste things. We like it when things go our way and we do not like to be in tension. We do not want to be enemies with people, but rather we would be their friend. And yet, we must be their enemy. Not because we hate them, but because they hate God And therefore, they must hate us. That is what Jesus prepares us for. For this is what he tells us they will do. What will cause us to stumble if we do not have the helper? They, meaning the world, will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. Jesus has told us these things beforehand so that we would not quake and tremble. And yet we must know that our fate will be the same as our dear Lord Jesus. Jesus died in utter shame in the eyes of the world. Naked, beaten, and crucified. And then Jesus said, follow me. And that is a frightening prospect for our flesh. But it is a glorious prospect for our faith, and a wonderful prospect for our new creation, because that is the way that we would die to ourselves and we would live in Christ. That's what you began in your baptism. 
You were baptized and buried into his death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, you too might live a new life. And these words then are what will sustain you as you endure the trials that you will face in this world. For the world will be set against you. And Jesus tells you why. These things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. Sin, at its core, is the desire that God would die. That is what Adam and Eve did when they took from the fruit in the garden. That is what every sin does. For if God tells you, do not, and you do it, you want to eliminate the person who is giving you this command. And that is the nature of sin. Now, our sin in us is being crucified. And it's why it no longer rules over us. We no longer hate God because we have faith. We have Jesus Christ who shows us God's friendly face. That he desires not our death, but our life. But that requires that we must die to ourselves. But this the world cannot do. And because they refuse to die, then they must put to death those who are a threat to them. And of course, their leader, Satan, has tried this from the very beginning, and he will not give up. So you will notice then that when the world does this to Christians, everyone will clap, everyone will rejoice, and no one will think that you are in the right. In fact, all the world will think that everyone has been done a favor when they put you to death. And that is hard for our flesh to hear. And yet, Christ counted all a joy. And that is what we must count as well. For think of the things that you are losing versus the things that you are winning. The things that you are losing are this temporary life, are the temporary pleasures that end up causing bitterness and pain and hate. You are losing death. You are losing sin. You are losing disconnection from God. You are losing the strife that comes with every moment that we are here. You are losing the fact that your family will be broken apart. You are losing sickness. That's what this world has to offer you. But, of course, they paint it over with gold and it shimmers and it shines because we can see it, at least for a short time. But what are you winning, dear Christians? What has been won for your sake? Eternal life? A treasure in heaven that will never, ever go away? A city that will never be destroyed? An eternal family that cannot be taken apart? This, then, is our great treasure. Jesus has ascended on high, leading captivity captive. But Jesus tells us this now, because we will be tempted. Now is the time when Satan will try to make us stumble. And I will tell you, you will not make it if you depend on yourself. That is why Jesus tells us this. I will send you the helper. and He will comfort you. He will give you the support you need. This is the Holy Spirit's job. And he does it by what you're doing right now. Because as these words fill your ears, they are not human words. You must get over 
that a human is speaking them. And you must then hear the Holy Spirit. And He tells you, Jesus has come. He has died for you. He has saved you. And no matter what your eyes may see, hear the word of the Lord. You will live. And through your death, you will come to eternal life. And Jesus is coming again. And when He comes, you will see the things that you trust now. So hold on, dear Christians. Do not be afraid of the world. And continue to ask your Father that He would always pour out this Holy Spirit on you. Stay in the Word. Come here and be fed with the holy body and blood of Jesus. He will sustain you. And He will bring you to the end. For that is His promise. For He who is the author of your faith is also its finisher. Jesus has ascended and He has ascended for your sake. So now be comforted, dear Christians. He will bring you to the end. Do not stumble for Christ is with us. Amen. And now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.